Hey everybody, today is the first day of Ramadan in 2021. So first, let me start by saying Ramadan Karim or Ramadan Mubarak, which means Happy Ramadan in Arabic. If you say Ramadan Karim or Ramadan Mubarak to someone who is Muslim today or for the next month while Ramadan is going on, they will surely be very delighted at the thoughtfulness and maybe even surprised that you know how to say Happy Ramadan in Arabic. I wanted to do an episode today on the first day of Ramadan to explain a little more about what Ramadan is, and perhaps more importantly for planning travel to Egypt, how it affects a visit to Egypt if you happen to find yourself there during part of Ramadan. There are some big changes you need to be aware of and which you'll have to adjust to, but they're not all negative, don't worry. Some are actually quite special and unique and positive. And you'll only get to see these once a year during Ramadan in the Arab world. Okay, so first off, what is Ramadan? To put it simply, it's sort of like Christmas time, except for Muslims, and except sort of on steroids. And I mean that in a good way. It's the Muslim world's biggest and most meaningful religious celebration of the year. But it's not just a day or even a week. It lasts an entire month. Timing-wise, Ramadan is more similar to Easter in that the date changes a little bit every year. However, it doesn't just change around the same time every year like Easter's date does. It starts and ends 11 days earlier every year. So, for example, back in 2003 when I first moved to Egypt, Ramadan fell during late October and early November that year. So my first experience with the holiday was in late fall when it was cooler during the day. And that'll be important later. I'll explain that in a little bit. But each year, Ramadan moves up by 11 days. So when I was living in Egypt again in 2012, Ramadan fell during July and August that year. Now, nearly a decade later, Ramadan is happening in April. So it takes about 33 years for Ramadan to return back to the same dates or the same months in the year. So in 2036, Ramadan will be back to falling in late October and most of November again, which is where it was when I first experienced Ramadan living in Egypt. So what happens during Ramadan and what is it like to be in Egypt or anywhere in the Arab or Muslim world for that matter during the month of Ramadan? Okay, the most important thing to know is that almost all Muslims around the world try to fast during the day during Ramadan. In other words, they don't eat during the daytime. And hardcore observers don't drink anything during the daytime either, and that includes water. So remember how I said earlier that when I was in Egypt in 2012, Ramadan fell during the hottest months of July and August? Well, work and life have to continue during Ramadan. So imagine how difficult it is to work all day and be out in the heat of Egypt or Jordan or Indonesia without drinking any water all day long. It's quite tough, but they do it. Okay, so why do Muslims do this? Why would they put themselves through an experience like this? Well, the reason they do it is actually quite admirable, in my opinion. They believe that it builds character and strengthens your self-discipline and that this helps you be a better Muslim and brings you closer to God. So fasting during Ramadan is really all about resisting urges and temptations. It's not only about food and water. 
during Ramadan, you have to abstain from smoking during the daily fast as well. If you happen to be a smoker, you have to abstain from having sex, any other types of pleasurable activities, desires, cravings, and doing this daily for a whole month. This strengthens your ability to resist temptations in life for the rest of the year. So it's really an exercise or a practice in um, building yourself up, building up your character, building up your ability to resist temptations and live a more disciplined life. Now, as I mentioned, not all Muslims practice the hardcore Ramadan fasting that I described earlier, including not drinking water all day. But many do, maybe even most, I'm not really sure. But there are also many who do allow themselves to drink water, but that's it. No other types of drinks. But not everybody can keep up the fast all day, every day, for a whole month. So it's kind of interesting. If you look um, behind some buildings, some back alleyways, in you know about midday, late afternoon, during any day of Ramadan, you'll often see one or a few people sneaking off to have a smoke or have a drink of something um, or have a snack out of sight. It's not easy to quit anything cold turkey, but the vast majority do honestly succeed in resisting all of these human temptations, including some of the most basic ones, including eating and drinking all day long during Ramadan. So, so far I've been referencing the daytime and phrases like all day long because, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but I'm not sure, fasting during Ramadan is only done during the day. Once the sun sets, it is game on. And this is the next big thing to know about Ramadan. It's a huge party after sundown. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean a party as in, you know, alcohol and raves and things like that, but a party as in a huge celebration and feast with family, friends, even sometimes going outdoors, neighbors, strangers in the street. It's a really big, lively, fun celebration when the evening comes. So at the precise moment of sunset, Muslims celebrate what is known as iftar, iftar, okay, which is the breaking of the fast. Iftar on the first day of Ramadan is the biggest one and usually the most anticipated one because the first day of fasting is usually the hardest. So many families will get together and have huge feasts and celebrations after breaking the fast at the moment of sunset, which they usually do by drinking water and eating traditional Arab dates or sweets, and then they have a huge big meal. Another way that Ramadan is like Christmas, by the way, is that there are tons of sweets and desserts that are made just for Ramadan, that are specific to the Ramadan period, and they are really, really delicious. So they do this every day for the whole period of Ramadan. They wake up super early to have breakfast before the sunrise, you know, just so they can get in some sustenance before the daytime fasting period begins. Then they fast all day long by resisting food, sometimes drinks, smoking, anything that is usually considered a desirable thing. Then at sunset, or iftar, they break the fast together with other people and begin celebrating for the rest of the night. Now, this is one of the really neat things about Ramadan that you won't see any other time of the year. During Ramadan, you often see huge outdoor community feasts where people will prepare dinner for hundreds and hundreds of people in a neighborhood. And everyone will get together and eat dinner together outside in the street at these huge, long tables packed full of delicious food and dessert. And this is related to another aspect of Ramadan, which is a sense of sharing and charity. 
People share their food, they share their sweets, they share their money with other people very freely during Ramadan. It's a very social and charitable time when people really do open their hearts to neighbors and strangers alike and just give to each other. I've literally been driving down the highway coming back from Cairo to Alexandria one time, I remember, during Ramadan, and a friend I was riding with literally rolled the window down to the van we were in and handed half of her bag of sweets to the guys in the van next to us as we were driving down the highway. I mean, it was slow moving traffic. We were kind of stuck in traffic. We were moving a little slowly, but we were, you know, moving forward. Uh, the wheels were rolling. And, you know, I think I have a photo of that somewhere because that that moment just meant so much to me. I'm going to try to find that because it was really one of the most iconic memories of Ramadan that I have from Egypt for me, just literally because we were rolling down the highway and our two drivers kind of coordinated going the same speed when they saw Iman lean out the window to try to give, you know, her bag of sweets to the people in the next car. But yeah, that's that's just how people are in Egypt during Ramadan. If you just happen to see somebody, you know, you're like, oh, you want some of my sweets or you want some of my food or, you know, here, you know, have one of my bottles of water, even if you happen to be rolling down the street on the highway in, uh, you know, in full on traffic. So, but in addition to the food and feasting part of Ramadan at night, it's also similar to Christmas time in the West in that they put up a lot of lights everywhere, both inside and outside for the whole month. The biggest symbol of Ramadan, by the way, is this cute little lantern. So you'll see those everywhere as well. And a lot of times when you see graphics saying Happy Ramadan, remember Ramadan Karim, Ramadan Mubarak, when you see Happy Ramadan graphics, they also they often feature a lantern because that is the um, you know the symbol of Ramadan. So you see those lit up everywhere across the Arab world and especially Egypt. And there are, of course, Ramadan songs and carols that you'll hear a lot. Even if you don't know what they're singing, there are some really catchy tunes that are commonly sung during Ramadan. And so, you know, the kids learn those, the kids sing those, people sing them together. You hear tunes playing with these uh, Ramadan songs. It's really, really very festive. So what does all this mean for you if you're traveling to the Middle East during Ramadan? Or if you happen to find yourself in Egypt during this time of year? Well, for starters, know that you are not expected to fast, okay? So don't worry about that. It's not considered rude or disrespectful at all to not participate in the daily fast. They obviously know that if you're not a Muslim, if you're not from that region, then, you know, it's not a religious tradition of yours to do that. They don't expect you to participate in their religious activities just because you happen to be visiting. So don't worry about that at all. You don't have to fast or you don't have to feel pressured at all to fast if you find yourself in Egypt during Ramadan. Now, I will say that, you know, I definitely wouldn't walk around outside eating a cheeseburger in the street or something like that, or, you know, drinking a huge cold bottle of water in front of a bunch of other people. That would be a little insensitive. Yeah, I mean, I, I would try to not be seen eating or drinking during the day, but you should definitely feel welcome to eat and drink as much as you want. I mean, you don't have to curtail that when you're visiting, even though no one else would just be doing it. So just try to do it in private, or if you're in a restaurant, um, that's perfectly fine. You know, the, the restaurant will have staff that are used to doing this. This isn't their first Ramadan, you know, the, and they are voluntarily working there. Um, you know, they know that they're serving people food during the day when they're not eating. A lot of times, too, you know, I mean, there is a significant Christian population in Egypt as well. About 10% are Coptic Christians and are not Muslim, so they don't observe Ramadan. 
but you know, a lot of times they'll work in the restaurants or they will, you know, they'll have to eat during the day too. And so we just do it privately. You don't want to do it out in front of people. And if you're in a restaurant, then it's okay. You don't have to worry about eating in front of the wait staff or things like that. They're, they're used to it. They're accustomed to it. And that's what they're there for. Now, here's another big thing to know about being in Egypt during Ramadan. Many restaurants and even many shops will close at least during the day. And some close for the entire month, just shut down for the month. You know, they're not selling food all day long. Uh, they don't have the same, you know, sales tallies. Many restaurants just don't open during the day because it's not worth it for them to be open when the vast majority of the population is not coming in to buy and eat food. Some will open at night only because that is when people are buying food and eating food. But, you know, some establishments will just take advantage of the natural dip in sales and just close for the whole month, either for renovations or for vacation or, you know, just to be prudent and save money. So just be aware that some places will close up shop during the month of Ramadan, while many more may close for just the daytime hours only and open up a couple of hours in the evening. Now, with that said, there will still be plenty of places for you to find food during Ramadan. Don't worry about starving, especially in the tourist areas and the cosmopolitan areas like Cairo, places that tourists frequent like Luxor, Aswan. Most places that cater to Western tourists will stay open and serve food all day because they know that tourists are still looking to eat, even if the locals aren't. A lot of times, too, hotels may shut down one or two restaurants. You know, if they have four or five or six restaurants, they may shut down a few of those and just serve food during the day at one main restaurant to consolidate their operations. But the point being, food will still be readily available for you to buy and eat in Egypt even during the day throughout Ramadan. Okay, another big thing to know about Ramadan in Egypt, I told you there's a lot to know about this period, is that schedules change. Now, I've already mentioned that some places decide to close all day or open only at night during the month, but this is mostly shops and local restaurants I'm talking about. When it comes to the tourist sites, though, many of them will close an hour or two earlier. Now, this doesn't affect too much because what we kind of do is just shift the day an hour or two earlier, but just be aware of it, okay, for planning purposes. In general, people do start their days earlier during Ramadan, and that's because, well, A, they have to wake up earlier to eat before the sun rises, and B, because their energy usually starts to fade by late afternoon. As you can imagine, I'm sure not eating all day, you kind of get a little lethargic later in the afternoon. People just prefer to have earlier days during Ramadan. So it's usually a good idea just to plan things a little earlier during this time instead of dragging out your schedule in the late afternoon when everyone around you will be kind of, you know, tired and starving and walking around like a zombie waiting for iftar. And if you have guides and drivers with you, by the way, around iftar time, around sunset time, when they normally break the fast, just know and expect that they're going to want to stop for a few minutes and participate in the breaking of the fast when the time comes for that. Even if it's just to, you know, have a bottle of water, eat some dates, maybe eat some sweets or something, they're, they will have been fasting all day, and they're going to want to take that opportunity. It, well, it's also, you know, a participatory thing, a cultural thing. At the moment of the breaking of the fast, they're going to want to stop and observe that because it's just something that they do. So just know if, you ha if you're with Egyptians, if you're with, you know, guides, drivers, if you're at a shop or something they're going to want to stop and observe iftar when the sun goes down, when the time comes for that. Another thing that changes during Ramadan is school and work schedules. 
Now this doesn't usually affect tourists, but I just wanted to put it out there just so you know. You know, I remember, for example, when I was in university in Egypt back in 2003 and 2004, our morning classes began an hour earlier for the whole month. So that means my 8 a.m. Arabic class shifted to start at 7 a.m. for that whole month. And that meant I had to be up at 6 a.m. to get ready and travel to campus to be there in in time for the 7 a.m. class. And that was honestly a pain in the butt for me because I'm not normally a morning person. But, you know, you just adapt, you deal with it, you adjust when you're living there. So you get used to it. And it's only for a month. It's only for a month. By the way, that same year, since it was my first time in Egypt during Ramadan, my roommates and I tried to participate in the fasting ourselves. And holy moly, that was way harder than I thought it would be. The three of us made a bet with each other to see who could last the longest. You know, we're thinking, okay, maybe some of us will last a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah, we lasted, well, we lasted the first day. We all did it the first day. Uh, You know, we had to go about our daily schedules, go to school, commute, commute back. Um, We all got home that first evening and we, you know, you watch the clock because you're there. There's a specific minute, a specific set time that's announced as the um, the official sunset and the breaking of the fast. And so you're sitting around the table. You have your sweets ready to go. You have your food ready to go. You're watching the second hand tick down to you know the exact time when you can break the fast. And we had this wonderful, you know, great first iftar feast together that evening to break our starvation. But the second day, we all came home that second evening, got around the table to get ready for breaking the fast the second day. And we were all kind of like, um, so how did you do today? And finally, like each of us one by one confessed. Yeah, I didn't make it. I had a snack about midday. Yeah. So it's really hard to fast all day when you're going about your normal routine. It's really hard to participate in this. So Major, major kudos to all Muslims around the world who fast during Ramadan, especially to those hardcore fasters who do so without even drinking water. All right, so that is a wrap on this episode all about Ramadan and what it's like to travel in Egypt during this annual holiday period. Bottom line, don't be deterred. Things change a little and we have to plan around that, but it's a really amazing and special time with lots to see and experience that you don't normally get to see and experience in Egypt any other time of the year. People are super happy, super friendly, even more friendly than normal, and especially at night when the feasting and celebrations begin and they finally get to eat and party and celebrate together. So one more time, Ramadan Karim, Ramadan Mubarak, everyone, and I will see you in the next episode. Masalama. salama.